Welcome to Bat Therapy, the psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and comic enthusiast and nerd aficionado Keaton Hopkins. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. Since this episode does hit on topics related to suicide, we did want to give a friendly reminder of resources that are also listed on our website related to suicide crisis lines. Within the United States where we live, there's the 988 number. You can also press 1 at that number for veterans. And we also recognize we have a number of listeners outside of the United States. And so a resource that we found through the International Association for Suicide Prevention is findahelpline.com. Once again, you can find these links on our website at bat-therapy.com. All right. So today we are talking about the GIF. So this is, I think, a three-part comic series. Yeah. So before we get started and get into any details, just want to put something out there. So if there are folks that get triggered by things related to suicide, this might not be the comic for you. There's definitely some visuals in there that I think could be be triggering for folks at the beginning and at the end of the the three comic um, series for this. So just we just wanted to start off just warning folks that that is a part of this. Yeah, so it's during Tom King's run, and it happens right before the wedding. And so it's Batman Volume 3, Issues 45, 46, and 47. And it's a, it's an alternate universe. Yes. Alternate timeline. And I was like, Keaton, we should do this one. It's great. It's got Booster Gold being very Booster Goldy. And then I reread it, and I went... Hey, Keaton, um, so I forgot about uh, the intensity in, in this it's one. so intense. It like, it bookends you with, with, with yeah. death by suicide. And I was like, oh, sorry, let me warn you about this real quick. Do you still want to do this? And we decided yeah. we still wanted to, to do, do this uh, comic. Yeah, it's great. And I don't know how, so I don't know how this happened because I have been reading Tom King's run. I've been reading Batman comics. I'm really good about keeping up. And when you said to read this, I realized I had never read this before. Like, ever. Yeah, I thought it was strange you hadn't read it before. Yeah, and the only thing I can think of is, I remember there was a period when I was reading Tom King's Batman when I was really sick, and I had a lot of NyQuil in my system. Mm. So the only thing I can think is maybe I did read it, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was all just the fever dream, and I just don't remember it because it was all so fresh to me when I read it, and I was just like, "Jesus, this is this is insane." There's no way I would have forgotten this, right? And then I was like, eh, "It was quite a bit of Nyquil, so maybe." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an intense one. Um, so we'll definitely talk about some stuff related to suicide. Uh, when it when it comes to to this, and and I actually think it's it's useful. It, it 
highlights a few very important factors in, in terms of suicide prevention and just helping people through uh, some of those more intense moments. And one thing that does help with the intense moments too is booster gold. Like oh no matter God. how dark and serious it gets, you have you have Booster Gold in here who's just He's something special. <laughs> he is. He's 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 built different. He really is. And it's it makes it a lot more bearable. Yeah, it's true. Just because it's just him. In fact, that seems to be his role because you know where Absolutely. else I love Booster Gold is in Heroes in Crisis. Yes. Which, if you have not listened to that podcast episode, check it out, because we talk about Heroes in Crisis and how amazing that comic series is. Also written by Tom King. Also Tom King. We yeah. love him. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. Tom I, King, if you're listening to this, we would love for you to come on our podcast and just hang out right. with us. That he's too cool for us. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've met him before, and we took a cool picture together. All and right, so, right. yeah, he's too cool for us, but still... <laughs> It's not completely hopeless. There you go. Uh, but yeah, you you know, you've got a point where him, Harley Quinn ends up in this kind of role a number of times. But you have your your comedic gold, if you will. Yeah. Uh, that, that let's lighten, cut this tension. Yeah, let's cut the tension. Let's lighten up this very serious stuff that otherwise might be too intense. Uh, so that's a really good point. He he definitely lightens things up way more than you'd expect, which might be why I wasn't remembering how intense it was when I suggested it in the first place. So essentially, this comic is almost like it, it pulls a what a wonderful life kind of thing where Booster Go wants to give Batman mm. the best wedding gift ever. And he wants to show him how horrible the world would be if his parents were never killed yeah. in Crime Alley. He's like, oh, I just wanted to show you, like, look how much everything sucks, even though your parents I know. didn't yeah. die. It, like, and he literally, as he, <laughs> he, he says he got the idea from the storyline of For the Man Who Has Everything, for yes. with Superman. But I right. believe Superman ended that, like, beating someone to a pulp because he was so upset when he came out of it. Yeah, it was uh, Mongol. Yeah, he, yes, yeah, it was he, Mongol. It, and yeah, he he took that story and did everything wrong with yeah. it, right? He took, it was like, oh, wow, like, this is a really good story about why you should not do this and mm -hmm. how dangerous it is. And he took it and was like, that's exactly what I'm going to do, right? It's like if yeah. you watch a cop and robber movie, and at the end of the movie, it's like, man, crime does not pay. But instead, there's the one guy that's like, I'm going to do that. And yeah. I'm not going to get caught. And it's like, see, you took the <laughs> wrong lesson from it. And that's what Booster did in this. He he took the wrong lesson. He's like, I'm going to go back in time. And of course, he screws it up. And entire and one thing that also makes it fun is Booster's little robot, Skeets, mm -hmm. is just this wonderfully sarcastic robot that's talk Love constantly trash-talking Booster and all of his ridiculous antics. But it gets pretty serious early on because Booster does pull this off and then he goes to find Batman. And in this universe, okay, this universe is bonkers because it opens up with, I guess, a Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan is mm -hmm. jokered out like, and shoots himself with his ring and it's just 
it's very yeah. it's so it's very interesting because yes he he essentially shoots himself with his ring and and he ends up dying from that but it's interesting because it's unclear what his true motivator was there uh which i guess makes sense if he's being jokerized because you later find out that that superheroes get jokerized and and therefore well the batman of this <laughs> world essentially takes them all out because he doesn't want them getting jokerized and being really dangerous um so it makes sense when you when you learn that but he actually is talking about how the ring is all about willpower and it will not allow itself to injure the wearer. And he said, right. I have so much willpower. I can overcome that. And, and <laughs> yeah. then he does, does it and dies. And it's interesting because it, it actually is a, a good example of sometimes it, it, you might die by your own hands. And, and so sometimes there's what we call intent. So intent to end your life versus other times there might not be that intent there and and for him it's like this jokerized thing is kind of weird where him dying by his own hand is almost like a side effect of his intent to show that i have the best willpower of all right it was really it was really creepy a really creepy way to open the comic because as i was as i was reading it well one i was still thinking about the fact like i don't remember reading this and also (laughs) i was thinking what just happened? Because normally you feel like you ended up like coming in halfway into a movie. Yeah, because normally when someone gets, and also normally when someone gets like Joker gassed or whatever, they it's like a gratuitous smile and they have like yeah. the really pale skin. But Hal Jordan just looked like he was laughing. And then the very last panel, it's like, wait, oh, Jesus, that was dark. And yeah, like you said, in this alternate reality. Bruce Wayne is not Batman, but Dick Grayson is. And oh boy. <laughs> he's just going around shooting people. Like he's just yeah. going like oh, you're a superhero. Gotta kill you before Joker gas gets you. And I'm like, there I we are missing Bruce in this reality because he, he would have definitely yeah. thought of an alternative here, right? Well, it's so yeah, he's he's so hardened. He's more what you'd expect out of Jason Todd as Batman rather than Dick Grayson. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And we don't see Jason Todd, but we do see Tim Drake in it. Oh, yeah. Tim Drake <laughs> is just a uh he's just a kind of douchey salesman type guy that he sells like, Yeah, he makes his own creations. Tire tasers. That... In case any of the jokers try and steal the tires off your car, it'll electrocute them to death. Best part. Whoops. Oh yeah, there's over, also a lawsuit because yeah, a there's bunch a lawsuit because what like over 15 kids died by accidentally touching the tires, and he said, "Well, these things will happen." Yeah, it's pretty dark. <laughs> it's a dark. Oh god, this this is a really dark comic. But yeah, they don't really talk about what happened to any of the other superheroes in the universe. It's just that Batman's been offing them before they have a chance to get Jokerized, and so Booster Gold is like, okay. We need to go find Batman. They find Batman, but it's Dick Grayson. He tries to kill him. And then Booster keeps getting worse ideas. His ideas. Yeah, because he goes, he's like, all right, we what we need to do is we need to go find Bruce Wayne and figure all this out. And, of course, Bruce Wayne is very much alive and still essentially Bruce, but 
not dark and brooding Bruce, except the dark and brooding is there. Uh, but his parents are alive, and it's weird because it seems like Bruce is aware of this other universe. Like, when he talks yeah. to Booster, he's like, I knew something was off, but I'm actually really digging this, and so, no. I'm going to kill your little time travel robot, and then of course. I'm going to get back to hanging out with my living parents. Yep. Yeah, it it is very interesting because he's very, this is one of the, I think, biggest examples of a huge change in, in who Bruce Wayne is as a person. Yeah, because normally I feel like Batman is very formulaic, like this math problem has one answer, mm-hmm. and that's the only answer that it can be. But in this, it's like he realizes that it should be different, but he's like, I can't. He won't make the sacrifice. I can't make the sacrifice. And it's interesting because his dad is actually really, really like honed in on helping Gotham Mm -hmm. and helping the world. And his dad is essentially very, very miserable because of all the crime and everything in Gotham, which is funny because Bruce ends up being, he, he ends up becoming his father in a sense in the reality where his father does die. I thought that was really interesting seeing that Thomas Wayne in this universe is actually really honed in on, we have to get rid of all this crime. This is really, really horrible. Yeah. yeah. What's going on. And Bruce is just like, eh, you're alive. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. He really doesn't seem to care about the larger picture, which is usually what, makes him so hard to get along with <laughs> yeah. in, in, in most storylines. It is interesting, though, because they do kind of suggest that beating up criminals or, or beating up people that are breaking the law will get you to a better place than the philanthropic way of his father, if you think about that too, a little too closely. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, De- yeah. In, in Gotham, they constantly do this thing where violence is the answer. And if it's not, guess what? Maybe adopting a child and teaching them to be violent is the answer. At least it looks nicer, and there's brighter colors in their costumes. So, yay, everyone wins. Right? We're going to have to talk about all of Bruce's child soldiers at some point. It's going to be wonderful. But, yeah, so in this one, the child soldiers all end up somehow worse off in this yeah. universe like every like if batman's parents don't die apparently everyone except bruce suffers because selena yeah. is locked up in arkham and she and, can and she's weird she's really weird she can only say meow yeah she she she's essentially they they essentially make her like a feral cat so she only communicates through meows and She's unpredictable and very violent. In fact, I think someone in there talks about her being a serial killer in this. Yes, and they also allude to the fact that something happened with her after Thomas Wayne mm. closed down the orphanage. Yeah. Which, yeah, they didn't 
they didn't dig and I'm gonna I was gonna do some digging to see if there's any maybe side stories to go along with this universe to see if there's any extra snippets or anything yeah that are there for that but yeah it's she's just absolutely crazy and it ends up getting super violent because Booster's like oh if I just put Bruce and Selena together they'll just fall in love not realizing that this Catwoman is completely unhinged this Catwoman yeah, I would like to know what her story is because they essentially make her not seem to respond like a, a person. She's definitely more of a cat in this. Yeah, she's... and I'm not really sure kind of what storyline would have led her to that. But yeah, she essentially gets there and and immediately attacks, goes into attack mode, and, and it's not pretty. And Booster is still just in his own little world throughout this entire thing. Like she's clearly not all together there mentally right yeah. and he's just talking to her like yeah I, I sewed your costume but i'm not really good at sewing but you know who is good at sewing ted cord but ted cord in this universe is dead but normally he does all the sewing and he and he's just going on ranting and raving and just yep. completely in his own world and it's funny because it kind of reminds me of just like a little kid just kind of daydreaming about his day. I say a little kid. It, it kind of reminds me of me daydreaming <laughs> through <laughs> throughout. Here are these, my, all these random day. thoughts, which actually the random thought you're bringing up, I would like to highlight because almost all of the superheroes in the world end up dying. Booster Gold says he finds out that they all end up dying in this one event, one battle. Because they don't have Batman to strategically plan. Right. And so they all just they, they all end up getting killed. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's just but he's just talking and talking and she's just going, Meow. Mm-hmm. And he's not paying attention to any of this. And oh my God. Like it gets it gets so frustrating at, at some points to read because it's like, dude, you you were just the you're just the absolute <laughs> worst. Uh, and it it all comes uh, comes to a head because he just insists like, oh, the moment Bruce sees Selena, everything will be well. Well, he brings in Selena. She uh, she kill she kills Thomas Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, she attacks. Uh, she gets shot by. Bruce and then Bruce and then she cuts off Bruce's fingers like uh, no, so much. No, 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 no. So did I get it wrong? I can't it, remember. It's, yeah, Booster Gold screwed it up even more than this. So <laughs> he takes Catwoman out of Arkham or wherever she was being held, right? To take her to the Wayne Mansion. Bat the Batman of that time finds yes. out. Okay. So he then right. goes to chase after them. So then Booster Gold brings Catwoman to the mansion, brings her in where Bruce and his parents are. And uh, his his father's like, Selena, don't hurt my son. You hate me because I closed the orphanage. This is where kind of hinting something happened to her after right. that point. She goes and I think slits his throat pretty darn quickly right then. Then... Batman, I'm trying to think. Um, he shoots one of them by mistake. So he Batman sh- accidentally yeah. shoots Martha right. Wayne. 
that's what that's it and then bruce and then i think oh yeah and then catwoman and batman get into a kerfuffle and she like slits off his fingers and yeah it just gets it it gets absolutely insane to see that i don't need to see that and so they kind of end up doing whatever and then bruce ends up killing batman i think something wild like this happens i mean it's a whole thing and And booster gold did it all (laughs) yeah and it's three issues long and there's a year gap between Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every issue so booster gold is constantly getting a little bit skinnier and his beard is constantly getting longer so by (laughs) the time we get to issue three he just has this crazy caveman like almost like it's getting like caveman level beard and he's just chained up, and Bruce just, Bruce has him now in a cave. And this is something that's interesting. Did you notice that Bruce vest? He looks like the Punisher. Well, he kind of does, yeah. Yeah, his vest. Like when I looked at it, it almost even looked like the skull and everything. Like he's because he's kind of become unhinged, and um, he's trying to repair Skeets, uh, the robot, to go back in time to save his parents. Yep. Right? I and this is something that was always that was interesting to me because my first thought was okay, originally Bruce lost his parents and just devotes his life to fighting crime because he can't undo that. And part of me wonders like, man, if he knew time travel existed mm-hmm. early on before mm-hmm. becoming Batman, I wonder what decision what an intriguing question he would have made, right? Like, would he? Because that is an excellent question because, yeah, he was desperate for some semblance of control. Right. And and, and a, a way forward because, like you said, I mean, brilliant mind. Once again, the, the strategizer. And, and yet that doesn't allow you to go back and undo things that have already happened. And then by the time he's aware of those sorts of things, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree with you. He's gone down that path to a certain point where he's, he's able to look past that hurt and harm that was done to him and look at the bigger picture uh, in, in a better way. But what if that, had, that time frame for learning about those things was different? That's a really good question. Because you're right, that obsessive strategizing of his, if anything could be kind of like, you know, you and I's pet peeve about the flash where he ends up in this situation. He keeps going back and trying to correct time just perfectly. (laughs) You read my mind because my first thought (laughs) was Batman's so good about learning from other people's mistakes. And he's watched Barry Allen and Wally West and Bart all do this (laughs) at different points. Just, oh my God, y'all stop messing with, stop messing with time travel. Just don't do it. Like Batman knows this, this Bruce does not. Does not. Or he doesn't and, care. Right. He, You know what? I think it might be the latter. I think he just doesn't care because he's so unhinged and bent on going back in time and saving his parents of this alternate mm-hmm. reality. But what ends up happening is Booster, I guess, actually kind of hints to Skeets to go all the way back to, in order to fix it, to when booster originally saved bruce's parents yeah and 
like a crazy thing transpires and I guess Booster stops the other Booster and this Bruce of this current timeline sees his parent get murdered in that alley and then that ends with like you said this these three these these three comics are bookend bookended by by, by suicide, suicide. Yeah. and so that Bruce shoots himself and then it pans out which I thought this was a really crazy and cool way to end it it pans out to this all being a st- booster telling Batman and Selena the story mm-hmm. of what happened and I was like ooh and they don't react like you yeah. don't hear them say anything that would be kind of weird because that's just such, such a terrible thing to have done and is serious and at the same time, it's as if it didn't happen, too. Yeah. Because of all the weird time stuff. Although, I guess it depends on, on which kind of time physics you believe in all this <laughs> these storylines. But, yeah, that that I don't know how I would react either to that sort of thing. Well, honestly, that's what was so what was what made the comic so good was him telling them that in the regular universe now almost was a gift like y'all i gotta tell y'all what happened when i tried to do this and this is what ended up transpiring and it ended up crazy and i'm just glad y'all are back just like this like it it's insane but i feel like if i heard that story it would kind of give me some weird amount of closure about like a what if scenario like oh wow i'm gonna tell you what happened in this scenario and guess what it ended really bad and the world was really messed up and way worse off uh than if it happened this way there's something weird in there that would i feel like make me feel at ease that weird you know what i mean i don't think it's weird i don't think it would be my personal reaction but I, I think I think what you're getting at is that this would have been a very very different Bruce Wayne, right? Than the one we know and love, yeah. uh, and some people tolerate and <laughs> have to live with him. And so when you're that far removed from this other persona you could have had, and once again the the mainstream Batman, the canon Batman, he is very focused on the bigger picture and justice and would not respect someone who pulled a flash essentially and ruins the world just for this one person in their life being saved even though he cared he cared obviously so much for them so i could see that potentially being a little bit cathartic maybe maybe kind of hitting on okay, that loss, it still hurts, but I'm glad I'm this person. I wouldn't want to to necessarily, I don't think he would value being the other person kind of sitting on the outside. Yeah. Another thing I think is interesting about these time travel stories is at the end of a time travel story, the only thing that's really changed is the person that time traveled because they went through Mm -hmm. all of it. They have all the trauma from it. And by the end of this, Booster is not the same Booster that we came Mm -hmm. in with, the happy-go-lucky. Like, he's broken. He's been through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just really interesting 
that normally in a regular story at the end tons of things have changed a lot of people have gone through a lot of different things and the world is different with time travel stories though it's just the time traveler that's messed up and broken or has gone through a lot from this because everything else in the world shifted unknowingly yeah and only he knows it so at the end it's kind of like batman and catwoman are just listening to him like huh that's yeah they crazy. can be more disconnected from it yeah, yeah it's like huh that's crazy what an interesting story and he's like yeah i was there for three years and chained up for yeah. a third of it and i'm malnourished and i'm tired and I'm glad my robot is back because I was without him for most of that too. Like it's he went through hell. Yeah, he did. I I I do want to pause and and point out something about suicide that that tends to be one of the most important factors uh that that can help someone make it through a situation where they can't see a way out. But they can eventually get to a point where, hey, I'm I'm actually glad I'm still alive, or I appreciate that I'm still alive. Yes. Um. So, one of the things that I I actually think this story highlights, especially the the end scene when Bruce Wayne sees his parents dying when he's young, all this happens. Think about how overwhelming that would be oh, yeah. in such an intense moment. And so a lot of times what we see with behaviors around ending our own lives is there can be an impulsive component to it or an intense moment that happens. But with anything, things tend to ebb and flow and, and emotions are the same way. And so when something gets really intense, it will come back down at some point. And so how do we help people get through that? And one of the major ways that suicide prevention focused um, folks work on is means reduction. And essentially what that means is how do we make sure that a person has essentially things to slow them down if they start thinking about a way to end their life by suicide? How do we slow them down enough so that they can get through that intense moment? Right. So this is why a number of folks talk about things like gun safety, firearm safety, because it tends to be the the most quick and lethal means. What we mean is what is used for the act. Right. So a firearm is just one way, obviously, but it's one of the simplest, fewest steps kind of thing if you have easy access. So it's why we talk about things like gun locks, gun safes. You might have certain points where it's better to have someone else who maybe takes the firearms and and keeps them somewhere else, or they may have control over the the gun safe during a certain period of time where they are the only ones with the code or the key. There are some places that are actually looking into like some gun shops, for example, and, and gun ranges are willing to hold on to firearms for a period of time for folks so that they're out of the home during those more intense times. But essentially, this is a really good example, unfortunately, of why we have to be careful about what's in our surroundings when we're going through something very intense. Whether you're someone who experiences these kinds of thoughts a lot 
or you don't. But hey, intense moments happen and sometimes they can come out of the blue or be unexpected. I've been to a lot of things like dealing with suicide prevention, especially because I dealt with it in my family like firsthand. And it's one of those things I've always kind of looked like looked at as far as signs to look for. And Mm. one thing that is pretty clear, it's that all you can do is just check in Mm -hmm. with people because the signs sometimes are there and sometimes Mm -hmm. just are not at all. And so I think the one of the biggest things to do is constantly just be able to check check in mm-hmm. on people, not the ones you think might be, all of them. Check in on it. Check in on as many people as you as 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 you can, honestly, because you just never know what people are going through. Now, I do have a question for you because you when you were talking about the intensity that people are going through when they're in those stages, would that be an example of of like mania? So good question. So mania is actually a specific group of symptoms that that's part of uh, bipolar disorder. It used to be um, manic depressive is kind of the older term. We don't really use that one anymore. So mania and actually there are people who have ended their life by suicide or have done behaviors that were intended to during things like mania, also during depression. So, so mental health symptoms can definitely be involved. So mania is kind of a group of symptoms that we see where a person isn't really seeming like themselves a lot of the times. They might be a bit what we call grandiose or seeming to kind of think a lot of themselves, not really seeing the warning signs of how like kind of like booster gold a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're not really seeing the problem and ideas and plans. They're coming up with all these extravagant, big ideas that don't don't really make sense to other people around them. They're not sleeping for at least um, a few days. They tend to have what we call racing thoughts. So their thoughts are going so intensely. And they also might be talking super, super fast. So it's hard, really hard to keep up with them. They might be doing things like racing their car dangerously or having a lot of sex or spending a lot of money. And so it's a kind of a grouping of symptoms that come with changes in the brain versus what we're talking about here. Could you could get that intensity from something like mania, but just generally and and a person might not cleanly, clearly have a mental health diagnosis when, when it comes to this intensity. But let's say something really terrible happens or you just feel some overwhelming negative feelings that you're not sure how to manage. Or you might, for no known reason, start having thoughts about death and dying and not being around anymore. And what if I didn't wake up? Or I wish I wasn't here anymore. And those things can grow to the point where we don't see a way out. For some people, they experience these things a lot over a long period of time. But for other people, it can happen very quickly, very intensely and almost out of nowhere. And those can be some of, sometimes some of the most dangerous times because they don't necessarily have a plan in place versus people who deal with this more chronically, kind of a marathon versus a sprint kind of thing where right. it's very difficult. And I, I don't want to um, suggest that it's not, but a lot of times those folks, because it's been around for so long, they've figured out some ways to deal with it have put some supports in place, 
But I, I do want to stress what you mentioned, and it's absolutely true that you're not always going to guess who is struggling, right. period. And that goes for mental health providers, too, by the way. Sometimes it's very, very obvious. There are certain risk factors we can look for. There are certain behaviors we can look for. There are certain things that we can keep an eye out about. Uh, but at the end of the day, you don't always know. And all we can do is allow the opportunity and the space for someone to be able to connect and to share and take the support if they're needing it. But we can't uh, force that on somebody either. And really quick, too, they made the crisis hotline number easier, so much easier. correct? Yes, it's now 988. 988 is yes. the crisis number, and you can call that for anything as far as dealing with a crisis goes, 988. That's, I feel like, and I think like something like that is good too, just knowing, having the resources available. This is a very, very intense comic. And honestly, I'm not as goofy as Booster Gold is. I don't even think he could cover up the fierce in, in intensity, intensity of it. It was, a, it was a rough, it was a rough read for me, but I was really, really glad yeah. that I read it. This is a difficult topic for me to talk about, but like I said, like it's one of those things where I, I'm kind of like, it's weird, like pushing myself, like kind of wanting mm -hmm. to, to deal with it, like instead of kind of running away from the topic, kind of just kind of wanting to face it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, diff in a way. and different people are in different places. So that's the place Keaton's in. You might hear Keaton talk about stuff and relate to it, but you're not in that place and that's okay too. One real quick thing I also want to throw out there is some people are hesitant with the crisis line because they say, what if, what if they call the cops on me or what if, you know, what if they, uh, you know, just concerns about what might happen with that. Um, so another organization that can be really helpful is also the National Alliance on Mental Illness. You can look them up at NAMI.org, N-A-M-I.org. And what I really like about NAMI is it's a bunch of people who have mental health conditions or their family and friends of people with mental health conditions. And it can be really a really good supportive place where if you have concerns like that, they might have some really good advice to help you be able to maneuver those situations a little bit more smoothly, give you some uh, more local resources for you. Or just kind of help you talk through, hey, what do, what do different resources look like? What if I reach out? And what happens if a cop gets called? What happens? Like, when might that happen? And what would, you know, all that kind of stuff. Natural concerns. Makes total sense. People would be worried about that sort of thing. So if you're hesitant for the 988 number, NAMI would be a good alternative. Not for in the moment that high intensity crisis that's going to be more 988 or even 911. But if you're trying to kind of plan ahead for things, NAMI is a really good resource. Yeah, absolutely. Whew. Intense. Intense. Yes. Do we have a mindful nerd moment? Of course. I had to make sure there was one because I knew, you know, some intense Ooh. stuff today. So, yes. so um, I thought it might be good to do. So Skeets is Booster Gold's little robot. He's great. And he's great, but he has to deal with Booster Gold, who is always jumping into another bad idea upon another bad idea upon another bad idea. How stressful do you have to be to stress out a robot? Like, <laughs> this is a robot, and he is stressed out by Booster Gold. I know, I know. <laughs> that says something. 
So I thought what we would do is have essentially pretend that Skeets is having Booster Gold take a few deep breaths before he follows through with any ideas. It's essentially just trying to slow Booster Gold down a little bit. It wouldn't necessarily always prevent him from jumping into those ideas. But once again, there's different intensities that can happen with things. So sometimes just a few moments can make a difference between jumping into a bad idea or, you know, maybe he gets distracted by something else. So we will sit straight but comfortably. Close your eyes if you're comfortable. If not, just unfocus your eyes, not looking at anything in particular. Pay attention to your breath. Use your breath to help you focus as we shift into this scenario that I described. And I want you to picture Skeets and Booster Gold. And what we're going to do is you can either pretend that you are Booster Gold and you're coming up with all these ideas bouncing off, um, bouncing around in your head. Or you can just kind of pretend you're an observer and, and breathe along with Booster Gold, whichever one you prefer. But I want you to imagine that, oh, Booster Gold has come up with an idea. And as he's telling Skeets the idea, Skeets says, stop. We're not doing anything until you take three deep breaths. So now either as Booster Gold or along with Booster Gold, I want you to practice three Deep breaths, breathing in through the nose if you're able to, out through the mouth, making sure you let all that air out, and then in again through the nose, filling your lungs all the way down, trying to really make it almost seem like you're filling your stomach, and then when you're ready, exhale, letting all that air out again, and then take that third breath, deep breath in all the way filling those lungs all the way to the bottom and then when you're ready exhale out making sure that you deflate your lungs all the way and then sure enough booster gold has another idea and skeet says before we do anything three deep breaths so let's do it one more time so we'll do deep breath one in and out deep breath two in and out, and deep breath three in, and out. Booster Gold's going to get distracted again, but in terms of the podcast, we're going to stop here. We're going to take a break from Booster Gold. We're going to step back, and I want you to just start noticing your breath again. Just breathing normal, no need for the deep breaths. And start shifting around a little bit, just noticing you're shifting away from imagining Skeets and Booster Gold and you're getting back into your space that you're in right now. And when you're ready, open your eyes and we'll wrap up the podcast. So how was that? Deep breaths, very good. I, uh, yeah, I really liked that one, just taking the deep breaths, thinking about decisions or you make them give it a subject matter. I think it's really, really good, mm -hmm. good thing. Like pausing, thinking, gathering your thoughts, kind of getting 
getting your getting yourself together and just abs- absolute mindfulness, mm-hmm. if you will, direct to the source. And that's the thing is that sometimes you just got to ride out the moment a little bit. And and deep breaths, especially if you get used to it, for some people, it, it takes some practice. But if you get used to it, when it's like, if I'm high intensity or if my mind is racing or I'm jumping around, there's such a thing as being too fast. We can be too slow. In America, we tend to focus on the problems of being too slow, but you can also be too fast. Yeah. And so just taking those three deep breaths to, like you said, just help you step back and help you kind of rethink over things. Mindfulness is the gift keeps on giving thanks for nerding out with us i'm clinical psychologist dr amelia brown find me on social media at crafting the mind and i'm comic enthusiast and professional nerd keaton hopkins check out my tv and movie reviews on youtube at team jbs check out our website at bat-therapy.com our bat therapy youtube channel and follow us on social media see you next week same bat time same bat channel